0: Hello, this is Calvin, and you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. You've accessed the Do You Know Show, and we are bring you bits of knowledge and information you might not have heard from people you might not know. What I must let you know, though, is that the views and the opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this show and others, please log on to K-U-C-I dot org. Okay, we got a, a young man um, who we're interviewing today, and his name is Sherwood Sledge. Sherwood, how you doing, man?
1: I'm doing just fine.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful. Before we get started, what I want to do is to give people an idea of who you are, and it's just a little something I, I wrote and— uh-huh. uh, put on Facebook and also on our website. And what it says is that on Wednesday, December the 10th, 2014, KUCI presents the Do You Know Show from 4.30 to 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. Join Calvin G. as he interviews producer, vocalist Sherwood Sledge, who shares how God has given him messages through both spiritual and secular songs for us to enjoy. And this, you guys, is Mr. Sledge so <laughs> good to have you on board, man and I'm real excited about what we're getting ready to do here because I want everybody to know first of all that I met you at a at a church, and yeah. um you were uh A guest artist at the church, and you sang a couple of songs, and I was so moved by your songs, man, that I I I searched for you after the service to try and find out where this guy go. (laughs) And I saw you sitting there, you know, at the table, and uh, and I just had to buy one of your, you know, one of your CDs. Uh I didn't get the one of my choice, but the one I got was off the hook, man. I've been listening to I've listened to that literally, man, at least six or seven times since I got that 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 piece. Um I don't know, is one remember we talked about it, it has thrill is the thrill is gone. Oh, yeah. I love Paris and yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you like that, oh, right? I love it, man. Oh, I love great. it. And and uh, uh I'm gonna play uh, a little bit of it today as a matter of fact. Oh great. Yeah, but tell us uh uh, Sherwood, first of all, something, man, that I've been wanting to ask you for the longest time, because I'm 65 years old, man, and I remember a guy named Percy Sledge. Yeah. You, you ever heard of that guy? Yeah, I've heard of him. Okay, are you, but evidently you all are no relation, huh? No, no, we're okay. not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man, tell us a little bit about uh, your history in regard to how you got into doing music.
1: How I got into doing music? Well, you know, I can say that I've been singing ever since I was three years old.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: So how I got into it, it was just there from the beginning. You know, some of us are born to do what we do. And that's how I got started. And I was just singing from a child. And then my father did a lot of directing that energy to keep me on the right path. But I, I have no explanation that this is a God-given gift. Okay. And I've
0: been saying yes <laughs> <laughs> My man, and, and I'm glad you did I'm yeah, glad you uh-huh. did say yes Tell me this, uh, did you uh, did you sing professionally at, at, at any time?
1: Oh, yes, at any time I started singing, I think the first time I was paid I was like five years old No kidding Oh, yeah, from five, I mean, from then on up Yeah, huh? Okay I've been a professional singer for many a year
0: Okay. Okay. So you're you, so you're a professional that's what you do then. You're a yes, professional, a singer. professional okay. singer. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. And so uh when you got started singing uh let, let's go to when you you know when you got grown, you know what okay, I'm saying? Okay. And and and, and, <laughs> and, and you're singing. <laughs> oh, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. so so in your in your uh you know in your career did you travel a lot did you stay in one place did you make a lot of albums uh what how, what was that well, like for you?
1: you you know what happened is that i sang a lot in i'm from baltimore maryland okay i sang a lot in the communities when i was a when i was a little boy i sang sing at the dance halls and the pleasure clubs and, by the time I was 12 years old, I had traveled to Buffalo, New York, The Elks organization. I won a contest, and I was 12 years old on the train to Buffalo, New York, all by myself at 12 years old. I oh sang my at goodness. the Royal Theater in Baltimore. Uh, after that, I started singing with the choir when I was 12 or 13, and we traveled to Virginia and different places you know, around Baltimore and New Jersey and Washington, D.C. And Then after I graduated from high school, I... I joined a group in Pittsburgh called the Jesse Martin Singers, and they took me all through the Midwest, Steubenville, Ohio, Akron, Ohio, Vanessa, Ohio, all these different places. Uh Very hot Indiana, all these places I traveled by the time I was 17 or 18 years old, okay, singing gospel. Okay. before I had been singing jazz and blues, Mm -hmm. you know, before I started singing gospel music.
0: Okay, okay. So when did you start singing uh, jazz and, and blues?
1: I came out here, well, I was singing jazz and blues all the time, uh-huh. but I started get more recognized. I came out here from Baltimore uh to Los Angeles in uh nineteen sixty four okay and I started singing with a gospel group called the Los Angeles all stars mm and uh and we were singing gospel, and then we started expanding, we started singing open end songs like like what the world needs is love and things like that, where we could get. You know, some some jobs, uh, you know, bigger audiences and stuff like that. And so we transferred from there, from the L.A. All Stars to the 21st Century Limited. And then from the 21st Century Limited, uh, then I went with Quincy Jones, Quincy Jones and the Watts Line. And from the Watts Line, after that stint, I decided that I'd do my thing by myself as a jazz artist.
0: Okay, okay. Wow, you um and 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 the band that that that's uh, at, at, uh on this album at least uh who how did you meet them and how long have you p- been playing with them? Because you guys play very well together, man. I mean, it's amazing.
1: Oh well, you know what? I I have been working at all of the different hotels and places around town for mm-hmm. for for years, and these guys I met uh just by working at the jazz places around. Okay, them. okay, and that was Stuart Elster on the piano and uh. That was Greg Gibbons on drums and um, Wendell, Wendell, Wendell Barnes on bass. Okay. I think his name is Wendell Barnes. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. anyhow, I met these guys in my travel of just singing at the different venues around town.
0: Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so what uh, what happened that you and I met? How did you get to that church band? Because I came, is it's a guy, as a matter of fact, that I interviewed last week. Uh, and his name is uh, Peppy Jackson, and mm-hmm. he's a member of that church. And so I came to visit him at the church. And I just happened to, to be there on that particular Sunday and caught you and asked you to come, you know, be on the show. And, and so how did you how did you get there? Who invited you to the church? Uh,
1: Dwayne Knox invited me. Okay. See, I've been coming out there for, oh, maybe for the past three or four years, because, see, they're members of my church. They were members of my church, oh. First AME in Los Angeles. Okay. So we We went, we uh, we work in the same music department uh, at First AME, and then he would have me to come out from time to time and be, you know, their psalmist or special programs that they had. So that's how I got out there, too.
0: Okay. Yeah, Dwayne okay.
1: Knox, and the pastor, yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: We all come from the same church here in Los Angeles.
0: Okay. Uh huh. Right. Um, I'm playing a little cut that you that you did called Muddy Waters. Oh, you like that? <laughs> I love it, man. <laughs> oh, wow. I love it. Uh as as the audience is listening to this to this cut, man. Listen. Maybe we're gonna have to talk. Wow. <laughs>
2: Before I pick up my bags and walk, yeah. I, I know a dollar goes from hand to hand. Go ahead. But before I let you go from hand, yeah. hand
0: I'd rather drink what I want. Oh, man. Sitting uh, Tell us a little bit about that particular love song, man, and, and, and all the blues be songs, because there's a couple bad. more on here. But How did you, you uh, pick on the ones that you bad. wanted to yeah. sing? Because you but have such a unique voice. Sweet. You take it to a different level than the original artist, Uh but you hold your own, you know, because a lot of times people play or sing somebody else's song and they don't do a good job. You smoke this song, man, and all the others you've done. So how do you pick the songs you want to sing?
1: Well, I, I picked these songs. I'm normally inspired when I hear these songs by those different artists, you know? Okay. So I said, oh, I can do this. <laughs> you know? <laughs> or oh, this fits okay. me. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So I heard Lou Rawls do that back in the 60s uh-huh. when he first came from the, the Soul Spurs and he started doing his uh, okay. his thing. And I heard him, one of the songs he did on his first album was Drink Money War.
0: Okay. And then okay. after
1: that, then I heard Aretha Franklin shout uh-huh. it out.
0: Uh-huh, uh
1: And by that time, I was so... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot of these songs that I've been recording are songs that's been in my head for 20 years or 30 no years. And I'm just getting around and letting all of this stuff out. No you know?
0: kidding, man. Yeah, wow. so I'll
1: be singing for another 100 years before I get a chance to get all this music that I got inside of my soul. You know, so maybe you might have to
0: record me. <laughs> <laughs> Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah, man. Yeah. And so and so, your voice, man, Um, you, uh, you're, you have a voice like none other you know if if you know how sometimes people are asked if they hear a tune on the radio they'll ask man who is that singing i know that voice or, you know that kind of thing and then with other musicians you know you don't know who it is yeah. but with you whenever somebody hears your voice i know they're going to say that's Sherwood sledge <laughs> where how did how did that did you purpose to like that pitch you have man is you know that it's it's kind of high uh but you can get you can get low too you know what i mean uh how did you develop that? Did you know you had that at the beginning, or how did you develop that range?
1: Well, you know what? When I. I always had a low voice.
0: Oh, really? Okay.
1: I always had a low voice. In fact, I got different things that were offered to me in elementary school because my voice was so low.
0: No, oh, man. And so
1: I was like a baritone. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I was a baritone and I was a bass singer, like in the choir in high school. When I was like 13 or 14, I was singing bass. And then I started singing with the choir at church. And the girl said to me, She said, You can't be no solo singing bass. You got to stretch.
0: No you got to stretch.
1: That's what she kept saying. You okay. got
0: to stretch your voice. Okay. <laughs> and you started doing that. No,
1: I don't know what I did to stretch it. <laughs> but, like, I'm a baritone, and everybody tells me I'm a tenor. But I'm a baritone. I have a tenor range, but I'm a baritone, basically. But I can go and play up in the tenor range
0: when I get excited about things, you know. Okay. Uh-huh. Wow, wow. Yeah, that's that's amazing, man. Yeah. So uh, tell me, how, how can, do you mind telling us how old you are? Well, I don't mind.
1: If you can count, can you count? Yeah, I can, I can count. Can you count past 30?
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just learned how, but I can do it. <laughs> well, you know how long I've been
1: singing, Mr. Gann. I've been singing for 73 years.
0: And you started when you were three, right? That's right. Three. Okay, you can ask. That's 76 all day long. Hell, all day long. That's amazing man. And uh and I you know, in listening to these songs 76 years old man, uh the way and I don't know how you how you do it um uh, because I when you were performing and then in and listening to these recordings, I never hear you take a deep breath. You know, but man, you can hold a note for a long long period of time. How did you how did you develop that and how long have you been doing that?
1: I really can't say. It's just uh I, I don't really know. I, I don't. I really know. It's all spiritual. It's all spirit. Okay. You know, it's all spirit. It's 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 spirit. That's all I can say. God has a lot to do with it. I
2: got everything you. Everything
1: that has happened in my life, everything that's done, God has done it all. I just say yes. Yeah. You man. know what I'm saying? I'm I a yes you. man.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes to God. You know okay. what I'm saying? I got you. Uh-huh. And, I got and you. And all of these things happen. Okay.
1: All of okay. these things that I can't even give an account for, I can't even tell you why, where. Other than that, something inside of me that he keeps telling me what to do and how to do it inside of my mind, inside of my spirit.
0: Wow. It's
1: just, I don't know.
0: Yeah. I
1: can't explain it. It's just, wow.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm playing another cut, man. I love Paris. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, man. You know... uh. I've, I've been to Paris a few times, and uh, I love Paris myself, man. And I love uh, hearing that song sang, and I've heard it by a few artists, you know. But the way you sing it, man, is like, uh, you know, you're, you're singing from your heart. Uh, and, you know, I Listen to this, man. In the springtime. Wow. Um have you have you experienced Paris? No. No. But you know what?
1: The craziest thing about that, Esther Phillips recorded this thing. Uh-huh. Uh, back in the sixties or the seventies. Okay. And I heard her do it. Mm. And when I heard her do it, I got inspired. I got an inspiration from it. And I said, I'm gonna do it. So okay. I got and I started doing it. And this is how mine came out.
0: Okay, okay. Cause I uh as as you were singing it. I, uh, I, 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 I was there, man. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I mean, you took me back to Paris, and I was driving in my car. <laughs> you know well, what I mean?
1: You know what? This is all my imagination of what I think a uh, hot Paris would be. I okay. know I would love it. Yeah, oh, you, you would. You know what I, sure. I know yeah. that I would love Paris. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's as simple as that. Uh-huh. I picture in my mind. that
0: Yeah. Wow! Yeah. I'm glad it's, you like that. Oh man! I, as I said, I, I've been playing that thing, man, for forever, and I, I you know, I can't get enough of it. You oh, know, uh-huh. I really can't, man. And that's why I'm I'm so happy to be able to put a face and a voice with the music, so the people that are gonna hear these songs, man, will know that, uh, you know, this is not just something I heard. This is from a guy that I know now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it makes a big difference. Makes a real big difference. And uh, it's just so amazing to me that you know you're just a regular stand-up type of guy man you know you, you don't have a big head you know and that kind of thing and and with all the skills that you have instead of taking you know credit for him yourself and talking about well I practice this and I practice that you give all the credit to God and that speaks volumes for you as a person yeah. and how humble you are with such a great gift man yeah. and I just want I want everybody to know about Sherwood Sledge and but what I he can. does you know it's, it's, you know, it's, it's so important but, but thank you no no, you no problem. problem
1: it's just been there all the time uh-huh. you know yeah it's there it's there. he put yeah, it no there more. i don't
0: <laughs> you know uh, when i when i was reading um the the, the album i mean the cd cover you said, you know, you gave credit to a whole lot of people, man, and 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 said that a lot of these people that, if it hadn't been for them, you wouldn't be where you are today. And uh, it's just so amazing to me. And as a matter of fact, I think you dedicated to you dedicated to someone. Yeah. And and um, it's it's so important for me anyway. That people will be able to express how uh, other people have guided and directed them and helped them to get to where they are, and not forget about them, you know. And you spent, uh, you know, you spent a lot of the print on that CD, man, thanking people. And I want to thank you for thanking the people, and I know they thank you as well. So uh, yeah, man, well, hey, you, you know, those you people, and I still them. have those people They're
1: in my life. Okay, and they've because helped me, like, you know, when, they, when somebody say, "I got your back."
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) These are the people that that give me support and has given me support down through the years. Wow. I get support from these people. If you have a list, I don't even remember writing all that, but I think I.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you definitely did. Well,
1: yeah. Well, I'm glad you like that. Cause I'm glad you like that album because you know I I uh, produced that one myself. Yeah,
0: I saw that. Yeah, I saw that, and I yeah. was
1: kind of like happy to do something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's so much music where that came from. Um, uh, 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 I got so much music I want to put out there. Right. But, you know, right. like things are kind of like.
0: hmm Yeah. And so was that your first uh, your first album production? I mean.
1: The first production was the one that I had with Love Me By Name on, the, the other CD. That okay, was okay. The one that has Everything Must Change on.
0: Uh-huh, I got
1: you. I there, got those you. two. And mm-hmm. then since that time, and I have like two or three gospel CDs. In fact, I'm releasing a new gospel CD that's coming out uh, real soon. Oh, In man. another week or so. Okay, And these okay. are live performances at different churches that I've been through. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and they capture the live thing, my thing, you know, live. and some of the cuts of you know turn out to be real good.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, now you you said on the CD that that God has given you messages, mm-hmm. you know, for us to enjoy. Mm-hmm. How do you determine which messages God wants us to hear? I mean, are there any any uh, is there anything that you would like to do and you say, well, maybe not, you know, or or something that you uh uh feel that God has has given to you that you changed your mind about or is everything that you hear from God is it coming to us
1: well i i think so because God is in everything he's in everything that i do especially in the music you know so that is a song that i sing called I really love you, or I love okay. you, Lord. Mm-hmm. And it has words like, if I had 10,000 tongues, I couldn't express my oh, love for man. you. If wow. I had 10,000 hands, I couldn't lift them high enough to let you know how much I love you. Mm. I love you from okay. the bottom of my heart. And I thought about that. And I said, well, if I could say I love you, you know, it's it's maybe I might touch somebody else to tell God that they love God. Okay. You know, I'm okay. Just, I got you.
0: you. You understand what I'm I, saying? Absolutely, you know, like, absolutely.
1: And that's, and I want people to hear that,
0: right? Right. I want
1: them to feel that. Okay. When I perform, I, right. I have messages and things that God. I sing a song called "God Has Smiled on Me."
0: hmm He has
1: smiled on me, but not <laughs> only on me, He smiled on you.
0: Absolutely. So I leave
1: messages, something that you can think about. God has really been good to me, oh, and man. if you think about it, He's been good to you too. Oh no, without you a doubt. What I'm saying? I, I totally so understand. That's what I call messages that I leave with people. That that these are profound messages that God is,
0: mm-hmm. you know. So, mm-hmm. it's, wow. Uh uh-huh. Tell me, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna play a, a a little something else. And as I said, I met you uh, in the church. Uh, but this is a song that uh, when I you know I'm playing I'm playing the CD and I think this is next to last on the CD. And I start hearing this song, man. And I and I and I jump right back in church. I want to share this song with the audience. <laughs> I bet y'all know what it is.
1: I know what it is oh yeah oh yeah didn't
2: it rain children rain oh my lord didn't it didn't it didn't it oh my lord didn't it rain didn't it rain rain
0: rain man that thing makes me want to jump (laughs) and and, and dance
2: (laughs) I'm telling you (laughs) oh (laughs) my lord didn't it rain yeah, we'll with it. Buddy, to the north, to the south, to the east, to the west. All day, all night, all night, all day. Oh, did it? you did did it? did it? Yeah, man. That, that,
0: that you. You God gave you that message And you took that song And you, you ran with it man <laughs> You know
1: what That's a jazz tempo That's Is it? That, yeah that's, that's really jazz tempo That was okay. something That I wanted to try With the guys To see how fast They could really play And they just They, they didn't know Where they were going To drum up Both time in there Because I was Crying them so fast You know like What an experience that was Oh but man But you know That that came from Mahalia Jackson
0: Oh no I didn't know that I yeah, didn't know that Yeah that came yeah. from Mahalia Jackson yeah. And Cloud Ward Okay see, okay
1: on, on, all of this Music has been. I've been inspired from these this music that I've heard years
0: ago. Uh huh. This, wow. this is
1: inspiration. All this is. Oh man,
0: it, it, it inspires me. Uh, my my wife, man, plays a uh, a jazz flute. And, oh really? uh Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, and she's been doing it for for quite a while now. Um. And, uh, and that's why I, I've been to Paris a few times that I have been because she's played in Paris. Uh, but anyway, uh, she heard this man and she's she's selective. And I mean, she don't just put it out there. Oh, yeah, that guy's all right. Or, you know, uh, or, you know, if if you couldn't sing, she'd let me know, man. But she said you can blow and she's really. <laughs> She's as excited about you as I am, man. And that's that's saying something because, as I said, she's not going to give you credit if it's not due. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. I mean, and all the audience listening to you, man, they they know, you know, it's the truth. Yeah, it's the truth. Wow! I
1: like coming out there, to Irvine. I'm well received when I go out. Is that right? Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So you've you've sang here in Irvine. Oh yeah, I you sang, sang at, at the church, right? The
1: church only in Irvine at that particular church.
0: Okay. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know, man. I and, and 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 something that I want to tell the audience as well, man. You told us your age, but but how do you move like you 26, man? I, <laughs>
1: <laughs> man, I'm not, I'm not, it's all good
0: it's all God <laughs> oh man because the way you you ran across that stage man it was amazing because you made the audience you know become a part of your performance and I think that's so important because a lot of times the preacher you know you you you're preaching and 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 the, and the congregation says amen, hallelujah," you and that kind of thing and they did the same thing with your singing
1: well i I'm, you know I don't know. I can't tell you where I'll move or how I'll move. (laughs) (laughs) Again, it's just spirit. That's all I can say. Oh, man. But you know what I want to tell you? I'm doing a thing called Paul and Me. Are you familiar with Paul Robinson?
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, um, Paul and Me. I'm doing a play, and it's called A Celebration of the African American Negro Spiritual Mm -hmm. in a Contemporary Style. And I'm using contemporary rhythms and styles. To take uh, the listener on a historical musical journey, singing Negro oh, spirituals from the repertoire of the renowned international singer, actor, and activist Paul Robeson. Oh
0: man! Yeah. And
1: uh, this particular thing will include spirituals and work songs of African slaves that reflect a variety of emotions, you know, and sentiments. And along with the United States Congress, I recognize that the Negro spiritual is a na- national treasure.
0: Oh, absolutely!
1: And these programs like Paul and me will ensure that the legacy of the Negro spiritual continues to live on. Okay. Okay. And it's a full program of 16 spirituals and work songs, and it's 105 minutes. And uh, I'm doing it with a pianist, bass, and a percussionist. Okay. And um, it's an hour and five minutes with a 15-minute intermission. And I have this uh, wonderful accompanist named Faye Coward who she's helping me right now we're working on the arrangements new arrangements on these things so i'm taking it all together different thing you know we want to keep this music alive so oh, i want the young people's baby to bed yes that's so, you know what I'm that's so important that's so important so i'm man. taking it to a whole different level more like jazz overtones you know okay. like i've done with my gospel you know right I'm right giving you what i got
0: yeah what now where, where is this going to take
1: place uh, probably some place where where you guys are gonna present me out there.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Wow, and man. You'll find a
1: place for me. I'm looking for places where I can do this particular thing.
0: Okay. And and uh, it's just gonna be you and your and your band and an yeah, me and, okay and my band and a uh, narrator. Okay. Now is this already in 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 place? I mean, is it in progress now as oh, we yes, speak? Oh it's or? nearly
1: finished. It's nearly finished. Okay. We're just working on that. We're trying to get. We're really trying to do. February Black History Month where can really we can probably mm-hmm. do it quite a few times. Okay, but, okay. But yeah, I mean, like, yeah.
0: man, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my part, man. I can't promise you anything, but I'm definitely gonna do my part to make this thing happen.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, I here appreciate in
0: it. Irvine, yeah, yeah. Man, I for say, sure. Well, maybe you know,
1: now that you're calling me and talking to me, maybe you can do something. Uh, yeah, we're
0: we gonna we gonna and am I'm, I'm, I'm gonna pull my wife in, man. She she can pull yeah. a few strings, I think. So I'm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get her involved as, as use well.
1: they it for one of the performers to do some flute things. With, oh, yeah, with, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I'm
0: saying? All, absolutely. We're going we're gonna to definitely be in touch because something you said, man, that I think is so very important. If you ask a a a 14 year old black child who Paul Robeson is, nine out of 10, they're going to say they don't know. You know what yeah. I mean? And and the things that Paul Robeson did not only for black folks but for the for the world. I mean, he's world yeah. renowned and did a lot of things oh, all yeah. over the world, man, that are, are so so very important and will be forgotten except for people like you who wanna, you know, continue to to to, yeah. to, to, to talk about that legacy yeah. through song. And so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna and do our best to make that spiritual happen. Alive. Oh, absolutely. Because people don't know this, man. Some people don't anyway, but if it wasn't for the Negro spirituals, there would be no blues, no it's jazz, like, no hip hop, no, none it's of it's that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, so, so we need too, to, you know, like he opened the door for for other artists, the First Jubilee Singers and their history. Man. A lot of people don't know about their history. Right, right. Then there's Paul Robeson, there's Mahalia Jackson, there's Marian Anderson. There is, uh, uh, after Marian Anderson, there's James Cleveland. Oh, man. And then there's me.
0: <laughs> 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 That's right. And you still here and going to be here at least 100 years to finish these songs. Oh, All right. what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sherwood, it, man, time flies when you're having fun, and, and and I got to go, man. But I want you to know, I you know, I, I'm recording this show, and I'm going to send it to you. Uh, as soon as I can. So you can, you know, you can pass this on and share with others that might not have gotten a chance to listen, but I'm definitely going to be in touch with you, man. So we can make this thing happen. And, uh, you know, I just like your style, man. So we would have been in touch anyway, but now we're going to especially stay in touch. So we're going to, we're going to close, man. And if there's anything that you'd like to say to the listening audience, I want to give you an opportunity to say that now.
1: Well, no, we just, we didn't even really get a chance to touch bases of what I wanted to talk about, and that was my travels around the world. Oh, man. But we'll have to talk about that. At yeah, a we're going to have concert, to bring you back. Okay. People, the great people that I perform with, like Quincy Jones and Robert right. Goulet and, and all of these people oh, that I have performed with, we didn't get a chance to talk okay, about that. Okay, we're going to get
0: a chance to do that. So
1: we'll have to do it at another okay. time. Okay, all right. I, I want to let you know just what I've done and where I've been.
0: Okay, and, okay. And
1: really where where God has taken me and what he's shown me.
0: All right, so all right. So anyhow.
1: Uh I appreciate you asking me, and I'm glad you like my music.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, hey, sure. just
1: give me a call and let me know if we can do that, Paul and me out there. Let me know about it here.
0: We sure will. Okay. Okay, so. Sherwood. You take care now. Okay,
1: you do the same. All right.
0: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, y'all, Sherwood Sledge, and we're going to be hearing a lot more uh, about Sherwood because I'm going to let you guys know what's going on with that, Paul and me. Uh, thing because we gotta we gotta make it happen y'all any suggestions from my audience you know please call in and, 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 and let's make this thing happen uh, I want you guys to stay tuned because we're gonna get right into the second half of the do you know show and I'm gonna just play a little something uh, by sherwood that uh, is gonna take us into this second half.
2: fool to want you, to want a love that can't be true. A love that's there for others too. I'm a fool to hold you. Such a fool to hold you. want a kiss, not mine alone, to share a kiss the devil has known. Time and time again, I said I'd leave you.
0: Okay, Sherwood Sledge, Sherwood Sledge, and um, I'm just so appreciative that you guys are still there and that some of you have tuned in. And I want to let you know that this is Calvin, and you're listening to KUCI, eighty-eight point nine FM in Irvine. What you've done is access the Do You Know? Show, and we're bringing you bits of knowledge and information you might not have heard from people you might not know. One thing that's very important that I must let you know, though, is that the views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this show and others, please log on to KUCI.org. Welcome, you guys, to the second half of the show. And uh, what I do on this half is uh, read from a blog that I uh, write every week. And um, the title of this blog is Knowing peace and what I'm going to do is to read the blog first and then I'm going to expound on it a little bit after the reading. So here we go. About 10 years ago I saw this caption no God no peace and that's no N-O. No God no peace. This was on the front of a t-shirt and on the back it said no god no peace and the spelling for the no is k n o w no god no peace now this past saturday i was invited to the peace summit of the americas which was held at a community center in carson california and it was sponsored by the heavenly culture of world peace restoration of light now a korean war veteran and religious leader mr manhee lee founded this organization in 2009 in the hopes of uniting the people of the world in spite of their differences for the purpose of establishing planetary peace. At this particular summit, Mr. Lee, through an interpreter, asserted that wars are caused by religious differences. And he proposed that religious leaders come together to reread and reassess their respective scriptures. Then find and focus on the common thread that exists in them all rather than the differences that bring about denominational conflicts. Because of the difficulty inherent in translating words verbatim from one language to another, I'm not going to discuss whether or not wars are caused by religious differences as uh, spoken by Mr. Lee, but I will say that religions are used to justify wars. And in terms of religious leaders coming together, I totally agree and I'm grateful to have been given the opportunity to be a part of the first discussion that's going to be held at a later date. Now, getting back to the captions, no God, no peace with the N.O. and no God, no peace with the K N O W, I must say that no truer words have been spoken in regard to our quest for harmony. I also assert that God and peace are one and that their quest begins and subsists from within. We must first know God, not from someone else's interpretation, but from the one-on-one interaction we have with the one supreme being we choose to call, and you can fit the name that you call God. Once we develop and live to maintain that relationship, peace is inevitable. From time to time, we might lose that peace of mind, that peaceful interaction with others, but as long as we can reestablish our connection with the one, it's all good. Knowing, however, is not predicated on saying we know, it's based on and sustained by living like we do. Christian ministers, Jewish rabbis, Islamic imams, and all of us must practice what we preach if world peace is to become a reality. We cannot justify preaching from a $30 million edifice, we are not adamantly pursuing employment for our jobless parishioners, and or not seeking equitable living conditions for inhabitants of the third world countries that Christian missionaries supposedly sought to civilize and save back in the day. We cannot condone supporting an Israeli government that is still doing to the Palestinians in Israel what second generation Americans did and are still doing to the Native Americans in this country. There is no way we can accept that the Islamic belief in complete submission to God is being practiced when the age-old atrocity of slave trading still exists among some who claim to be Muslim. No matter what our denomination is, we can claim to know God, but if we're not living like we know, the one who created us all, then we're only participating in a demonstration of the adage, N-O God, N-O peace. What are we going to do, y'all? In every war ever staged, the majority of the sho- soldiers were the youth. Now, back in the day, the leaders fought alongside the youth, but today they lead from secretive and secure war rooms located as far away from the conflict as possible. What I say is that we participate in this quest for peace from the participatory perspective of I'm not going to just tell you how it's done I'm going to show you how to do it and we can start by not allowing our own material assets to outweigh our spiritual condition we can then refuse to gauge the merit of someone's message by the number of people who listen and adhere to it but by how we have personally questioned the God of our understanding and heard the response that is my child in whom I am well pleased. None of us is perfect, but we will know peace, K-N-O-W, when we are honestly seeking progress from the process of trying to know God. Each of us has got to go inside, y'all. We can only find peace in that place where God is. And then, and only then, can we share that peace unconditionally. Not only with ourselves, mind you, but with all with whom we come in contact, peace. I'll holler. Okay. Um, first of all, you know, I just I just want to say that I think it's uh, I- I- imperative that I let you guys know that because uh, I'm 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 referencing going all the way back to my my the first blog I ever re- wrote, and uh, it was a, a, a as far as I'm concerned, every blog I write is spiritual. But this particular blog had references to religion. And uh, I got a response from a, a, a young lady that I had talked to extensively about religion, you know, and uh, she wrote a response that talked about how she was uh, uh, ashamed of me and upset at me for not giving credit to Jesus and, you know, talking about things that did not adhere to what she thought was my concept of, of, of God and uh um, I just want you guys to know now, and you can you can you know you can call in or you can write me or whatever the case might be and and do the same thing that she did. But I just want to say up front that uh, I'm a uh, an interfaith minister, and as such, uh, my beliefs stand on that there is one God. I, you know I'm, I'm I'm adamant about that there being one God. And the thing is that that sets me kind of apart from a specific religion or denomination is that I believe every individual has the right, the privilege and the opportunity given by God to express God as they see fit. You know, because the bottom line is, y'all, no matter what we claim to be, you know, the fact of the matter is we're going to be answerable, you know, to the one that we claim to believe in. So it's not on me, you know, I whatever whatever it is I say, I'm living my own life and I'm living from, you know, the relationship that I have with God. And so whatever I say is in reference to that relationship. I'm not trying to change anybody, get anybody to see things my way. I'm just expressing who I am, what I do and 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 how I do it, you know. And so with that being said, let me just get into the fact that I believe that this thing that that was that that we covered at the uh, at the peace summit it's very, very important for all of us to understand because the fact of the matter is, religion uh, is the largest influencer of man ever. You know what I mean? And even from day one, I bet you after Adam and Eve, you know, if you believe in the biblical scripture, after Adam and Eve got kicked out of the garden and, and lost that, that, that kind of a close relationship with God, they asked themselves, Why am I here? You know what I mean? And that question has been being asked for centuries since that time, you know, and, and, and people today are still doing that, asking, why am I here? And so what we do is to, is to find uh, the things that, 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 that click for us, you know, that click for us. And depending on the culture that, we bring, that we're brought up in, chances are that the thing that clicks for us are things that our family has practiced for, for 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 a time you know and the fact of the matter is that whatever that practice is is something that some man or group of men have decided is what god would have us do you know and so with that with that uh being said then we try to determine for ourselves you know which one of these things am i going to adhere to which one of these uh 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 Adherences am I going to make in terms of what I believe and 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 what I'm being told, you know? Because the fact of the matter is, is that religion, for all intent purposes, is man-made. Spirituality is a different is a different thing because spirituality, I believe, is a connection with the with one who you feel is more powerful than yourself. That's a connection. That's what spirituality is. Re- religion is something that man has taken his own what he conceives spirituality. And 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 converted into uh, 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 a, a, let's call it a denomination that he feels that God has given him to spread to other people, and so you know even we have things where people say that you know this was divinely inspired or, or God actually uh, wrote this and and or through man you know and that kind of thing, and and people have decided that that is the truth, that is what God has said, and then they're going to adhere to that. When for me, the thing is, is that did God speak to you on that personally? You know, because I feel that's how you decide or make a decision on what it is that you are going to have. What type of relationship are you going to have? You know, and not based on somebody else's idea or opinion of what type of relationship you should have. And so we here we have a, a, a lot of different people you know who have who have decided that you know this is the religion that God has given to all of mankind and this is the religion you know and this is the one we have to adhere to or we're going to hell in essence <laughs> you know what i mean when the fact of the matter is did God tell you that personally you know did you even ask God of your understanding is this where i'm supposed to be is this what i'm supposed to do But irregardless of all that, whether you've communicated or not, you know, whether you've you've decided on your own what type of relationship you're going to have with God, or if you're adhering to the relationship that others say that you should have, you know, the fact of the matter is that's what's happening in the world today. You know, and so when we have these differences, especially in religion, in regard to all people being in some way influenced by religion, there's going to be some conflict if there's a difference of opinion. And so as 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 uh, a. Mr. Lee said, you know, uh, the fact that that wars or the belief that wars are started by by religious differences is valid in and of itself. But the thing is, what are we going to do about these differences? And what he said and what he's trying to do, I think, is 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 very, very important because he's saying, in essence, that we have to take these religions, because on any given Sunday, you're going to find most people are going to be in church. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> on any given Friday, you know, people are going to be in a mosque, you know. And, 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 and uh, you know, and, 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 and religions are celebrated on different days, you know, Seventh-day Adventist, Jewish, you know, whatever the case might be. But on that particular day, everyone or most everyone that is of that particular set or denomination is going to be celebrating together, you know, the idea of their God, who their God is and what their God wants them to do. And so we have a a large conglomeration of different groups of religious people in a a certain uh, uh, edifice, you know, worshiping God as they think he should be worshipped. What happens, though, people, when we step outside of that edifice? What if it ain't the holy day for us? What do we do then? You know, and the fact is we're supposed to... (laughs) To remain in the same state that we would if we were sitting in in a mosque or in a church or, or in a synagogue, you know, but the difference being that we can celebrate God, you know, without imposing our own religious thoughts on the other person with whom we're celebrating. You know, because I know that there's a common thread. I know that, 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 that it's simple for us. You know, God has made it very simple in terms of what it is we're supposed to do, how we're supposed to get along with each other. You know, and we've complicated it by, by, by focusing on the differences of how we interpret what it is that God wants us to do. And so to have this, this gathering of different religions, you know, to come together and try to reach this common goal, this common ground, you know, I think is so very important. And if you look at at, at uh you know the, the premise from which uh, uh Mr. Lee is talking, he's saying in essence that, you know, the 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 words that we have been taught for years, you know, the scriptures that we have been reading for years, you know, there can be different interpretations of that same scripture inside the same church that we're sitting in. You know what I mean? And so you might have a, a, a thousand people in the congregation listening to a scripture. And, 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 and half of them see it one way and half of them see it another. And so and, and it's the same in the synagogue, in a mosque, wherever that place of worship is, people are going to have their differences. You know, and the question becomes, you know, what is the truth? But if the people in inside the edifice can't agree on what that is, then how are they going to agree with other people outside of it? And that's why it's so important that we come together and find that common thread that exists in all religions. And we can take a pr- particular scripture that we have, you know, say say you're, 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 you're a Baptist, you know what I mean? And and you're reading from a, a a certain version of the Bible. Or You're Catholic. You're reading from another version of the Bible, you know, and it's the same exact scripture. You know, don't talk about the differences, you know, talk about what you think is the scripture spiritual message that's inherent in that in that scripture you know not about the words because they've been translated and 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 some of the meaning is going to be lost because every word cannot be directly translated you know and so discuss that you know and 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 i think the first person or the first being to discuss that with is who the god of your understanding You know, and get that understanding. And then you can be able to 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 spiritually discuss it with someone else instead of discussing it from a theological point of view, which is is important to some theology theology is very important to some. But I think spirituality is is uh, something that we have to we have to take a look at. You know, and so we, 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 we come together, you know, the, di- the different denominations, you know, and, and, and we reassess what it is that we've read as far as our scriptures are concerned. You know, we've, we've gone in, in, in private consultation with the God of our understanding and asked that God to provide us with information and knowledge on what it is that 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 particular scripture reads and the fact of the matter is it's inevitable when we come together that we have to agree if we have truly spoken to that one because there is only one (laughs) you know there is only one that's expressed in different ways and there's only one message you know and and albeit we take it to different levels and, and 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 discuss that message in different ways the message is still the same and I think there's one uh over overpowering message, you know, one message that that, that that speaks to every religion, speaks to every person, you know, and that is to treat others as you want to be treated. You know, that's the bottom line. And and so when we when we can we can take that that, that 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 one that one belief. If you believe that, you know, because you're going This is this is my belief. This is what God has said to me. You know, treat other people, Calvin, like you want to be treated. You know, and that's what I go about doing each and every day. And I'm not successful all the time. You know, there's been some times when I've treated people, and I I look back in retrospect and say, man, why did I do that? I wouldn't want nobody to do that to me. You know, but it's all a process, as I said in the blog, and it's all about being really uh, uh, focused on the attempt to be one with God and one with one another, you know? And I think that is so, so very important because we are all one, whether we wanna be or not, you know, whether we we look at others, the color of other skin, their denomination, you know, their thoughts, their ideas, you know, and we say that they're different. Yeah, and they might be, but the fact of the matter is we're still one and we have to some kind of way collaborate on those differences and make them similar and so that we can, uh, a, be able to coexist peacefully with one another and that's really the bottom line. And so I I'm I'm thinking in terms of how this 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 whole idea of what's going on uh in terms of this peace summit, you know, and what the goal is in this peace summit for religious leaders to come together and I'm looking at What's going on today that shows us how important this is? Because you know we—they were speaking of wars, you know—but there are wars going on outside of the of the world wars, you know, outside of the skirmishes in Iraq and Iran and Vietnam and Korea. You know, there there there, there are wars going on outside of that, like the war of uh, against police against uh, black boys here in this country. You know, that's a war. You know, is going on today. You know, and and it has to be addressed. And 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 religious leaders, you know, can each each Sunday in church, I bet you in church, you know, in the synagogues, in the mosques, that idea in America has been brought up about the racism that exists and the inequity that exists here in this country, you know, and what's being done about it. Is the question? You know what I mean? How are you guys addressing that in your particular place of worship? You know, are you really adamantly seeking to resolve the matter, or are you just giving lip service to your congregation so the coffers can be filled, so you can go out and get you a bigger church or a bigger car, or you know, or or, or, or be the uh, pre- the preacher, a preacher of L.A. as that show is <laughs> on the television. You know what I mean? And so uh, it's about trying to understand that we even religious leaders. Get caught up in this mess, you know, that we call democracy, which is really capitalism, you know, and, and 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 the things that we talk about. And it's not so much that we're actively seeking to become rich. But the fact of the matter is we're adhering to some of the principles that a capitalistic society is imposing on us. And inadvertently, we become a part of that society and we act like we are that society. You know, we're in charge of these people and we're going to give them the word as we see fit. When in reality, when was the last time you talked with God about the word that you see fit? You know what I mean? And so that 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 war that that's existing in, in, in the world, the world, the war that's existing on our streets, you know, that war has to be fought from the inside of each individual. That's where the war is. The war, the war is in your spirit, It's in your soul. And every day we're fighting or should be fighting anyway to resolve that conflict that exists within. And the only way that I feel we are able to do that is to be able to do what God has individually said to each of us. You know, and then we can come together after having made that 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 interaction and talk about peace from a perspective of knowing uh, God, because when you know God, you got to know peace, because that's that's what God is, you know. And, 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 and so, for me anyway, it's not about so much about uh, 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 trying to decide what it is that we're going to do on a global scale. You know, it's about trying to decide what we're going to do as individuals, you know, and, 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 and the thing that we have to do is come to peace within. You know, we have to come to peace within ourselves before we can talk about sharing that peace with someone else. You know, because a lot of times, you know, we don't we don't have peace in our house. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, 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 and we want to look at our wife or our children and say, yeah, the reason I don't have no peace because these uh, D kids <laughs> are doing what they do. You know, or my wife doesn't understand me, whatever the case might be. When in reality, you know, it's all about going inside, looking at yourself and resolving that conflict. That you have, you know, because all of us, I hope anyway, have consciousness. You know what I mean? And I've been told that some of us don't, but I would hope that we all do, you know, that we've been given that gift of a conscious and we can use that gift to determine within what road we're gonna travel, you know. And so I'm I'm just, you know, I'm excited as always about being able to express the way I feel. And uh, to, to be able to share with you those feelings and to hopefully uh, instill in you uh, uh, the opportunity to, 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 you know, at least to think about what's being said and to go inside and, and, and have a discussion, you know, with what you think and how you're going to respond to what it is or how you're going to uh, do something, you know, in regard to what it is that you're having a conflict with, not only uh, with with yourself but with all others as well and so uh i thank you guys for listening in i thank you for giving an op- me an opportunity to talk about uh the things that that uh come across my desk so to speak <laughs> you know and in sharing those thoughts and hearing myself talk you know i, I put myself in a position where i'm going to have to continue to do what it is that i'm asking all of you to take a look at and so as always in parting i'll holler
2: Baby, here I am at the railroad track, waiting for my baby, and she's coming back. Coming back to me on a 503, and it won't be long. To- it won't be long I've been so lonesome Since my girl has been gone Ain't nothing worth mentioning And I'm going on And that's why I know Oh, When the whistle blows yeah, It won't be long yeah, It won't be long My baby told me when she said goodbye, hey, yeah, she did I'll be back, baby Baby, bye and bye and That's why I waited So doggone long, yeah Can't you see how happy I am Because my girl is coming home Here I am By the railroad track Oh, waiting for my baby And she's coming back Coming back to me i oh, the Bible will be, And it won't be long No, it won't be long